0: unity. So we have been looking at that from different angles and different perspectives, but we have seen how incredibly important unity among the body of Christ is to God. Jesus even prayed for us in John chapter 17 that we, he said everyone who would ever come to believe, that means us, that we would be united, so united, just as he and the Father are one, that we in the body would become one, united like that. And then he tells us why. He says that because then when we are united like that, that's when we will reveal him to the world around us and you know that's the crux of our purpose here our reason for existence on this earth is to reveal god to those around us right and so until we can really get a handle on unity as we grow and become better and better at being united that's when we're going to walk more and more into our purposes, into the purposes for which he created us. And not only that, in Psalm 133 it says that where there's unity, that's where God commands his blessings. And so if we wanna walk in the fullness of God's blessings for our lives, we need to get good at this unity thing, which isn't always easy. I know some of you have noticed that. And so throughout this series, we've talked about all different relationships and how to grow in unity in our different relationships. Even the difficult ones and then we've talked about hindrances to unity because even when we think we're doing good And we're really striving after unity. We can actually be doing things that sabotage those efforts insecurity sabotages unity We've talked about several different hindrances worldliness busyness offenses All different things that interfere with our efforts towards unity. But last week, Ashley led us into this next phase of our series where we are talking about the blessings of unity. And so we are starting to look at some partnerships, some unions in the Bible And then seeing the incredible blessings that came as a result of those unions. And last year, she started, last year, last week, (laughs) she started us off talking about the union between Esther and Mordecai and those that surrounded them, the maids and those who were praying with them and we saw through her message that that union, that unity between them actually brought about courage for Esther it brought incredible favor as she went before the king it caused truth to prevail, and it caused justice to be accomplished. Great blessings come as a result of our unity. And so today, we are going to look at another union in the Bible, and it's the union of Deborah and Barak. Maybe some of you here today know their story. Maybe some of you don't. But we are going to look because when I think of powerful unions in the Bible, this is one of the first that comes to my mind. I love this story, and I believe God's going to speak to each of us right where we're at through this story today. So can we just open our hearts and just, in your own heart, in your own words as we pray together, just ask God to speak to you by His Spirit through His Word today, okay? Heavenly Father, we just thank You for Your Word We thank you for the examples that you have given to us. And Father, today I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. Father, you know every woman in this place. You know right where she's at, what she's dealing with, what she's facing. And God, I pray that by your spirit, you would speak to each and everyone today. We open our hearts wide to you, and we say, have your way in and through our lives today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Well, we find the story of Deborah and Barak in Judges chapters 4 and 5. And we're not going to take the time to read the whole story. So let me just give you a little overview to refresh your memory or to introduce you to them if you are not familiar with their story. But first of all, it starts out telling us that Deborah was a wife. Now before we get into all of her other roles, I love that it first tells us that she was a wife. She was married to Lapidoth. But not only was she a wife, she was a judge who ruled in Israel for 40 years. All of Israel was under her jurisdiction. That was really very remarkable in a day when women were distinctly subordinate to men. She ruled with righteousness, justice, and mercy. She had a very prominent position with a great reputation but not only was she a judge she was a prophet she had a gift of hearing from God and delivering his word to people as he led her to now remember that in that day they didn't have the written word in the form of a bible like we have today the word of God came to them through the prophets and she was a prophet used by God But at this time, when this story takes place, King Jabin and Sisera, who was the commander of Jabin's army, they ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. It was horrific, the oppression upon them. And so the people finally cried out to God for help, for deliverance, and God gives Deborah a word to tell Barak, so she calls for Barak to come. And she says, hasn't the Lord commanded you to gather an army of 10,000 warriors and go to Mount Tabor? And then didn't he tell you that he will call out Sisera and all of his army, and you will fight in battle, but God will give you the victory? And so Barak, standing there, hearing this from Deborah, his response is, okay. I will do it, I will go, but only if you go with me. He is asking this woman, this judge, this prophetess to go to battle with him. And Deborah's response is okay, I will go with you. But then she continues on to tell him what the Lord is saying and she says, I will go. But another thing you need to know is that the victory in this battle will be in the hand of a woman. And she was not talking about herself. She was talking about someone else, which we will see as the story unfolds. And so, Barak and Deborah and 10,000 warriors go to battle. And just as that prophetic word said, When Sisera heard that they were gathering at Mount Tabor, he gathered all of his chariots and all of his troops. Now, you've got to stop and realize something. The word says that he had 900 iron chariots. Okay, we think of a chariot, like, we don't even think of chariots today, right? We think of the little Cinderella carriage pulled by the horses or something silly. No, that's not what this is talking about. And when it says he had iron chariots, those iron chariots were literally like tanks. Okay? So he's got like 900 tanks. And it says that he brought out all of his warriors. When you look and see how big an army... Sisera had, it's believed that he had a hundred thousand warriors. Okay, so here's Barak with ten thousand warriors and Deborah, and here's Sisera with a hundred thousand warriors and iron tanks. So no wonder Barak maybe hadn't quite responded to the Lord's first request to him and he needed that word of confirmation to come forth through Deborah. How overwhelming would that have been? But then the Lord did exactly like he said. He called out Sisera and all his army. But then it commentaries say that there were great torrential downpours okay and so the ground was all muddy and so those chariots just like slid around slid everywhere and it says that God caused great confusion to come upon all of Sisera's army and they're going everywhere they're they're spilling they're going everywhere but Barak and his 10,000 warriors are able to go after them and they capture and kill everyone not a single one is remaining except for Sisera, the commander of the army, the one who ruthlessly has been oppressing them for 20 years, the guy they really want. He's fallen off his chariot, and he is taken off on foot. So what does Barak do? Barak chases after him. And so Sisera, he's on the run. He's looking for a place to hide, and he sees the tent of a woman named Jael. And he knows that their families had connections and she would be a safe place for him to go into her tent and she would protect him. So he goes into the tent. She tells him, sure, come on in. And he asks for a drink of water. Not only does she give him a drink of water, she gives him the finest drink. She gives him milk in a cup that's reserved for royalty. And she tells him to lay down and she covers him up with a blanket. And he goes to sleep and once he goes to sleep, this sweet little woman grabs a tent peg and a hammer and nails it through his temple. (laughs) Talk about a warrior chick. Wow. (laughs) And then she goes outside her tent, and she waits, and here comes Barak, running, looking for Sisera. And she says, oh, the man you're looking for is here. And she opens her tent, and he sees Sisera dead at the hands of a woman, exactly what Deborah had prophesied, and the victory is won, the battle is over. And then in Judges chapter 5 you can see that they sing a song of praise to God magnifying the Lord for the victory he has brought for all of them. It doesn't magnify a person. It magnifies the Lord and the victory that he won in this battle as he helped them conquer their enemies. So that gives you an overview of the story of Deborah and Barak and this battle. But I want us to look a little bit closer today at these two individuals because they are two very different people who came together and united for God's purposes. They came from different perspectives. They came from different places in their faith. And I want us to look at each of them today and where they were coming from. Because at different times in our lives, we will be in each of their shoes. We may not be fighting literal battles with chariots and tanks and warriors, but we will be in similar shoes. Let's first talk about Barak. See, apparently God had already spoken to him about this assignment for him, but he hadn't done anything about it yet. He hadn't taken action yet. And so Deborah's word to him brought confirmation of this assignment from God. Now, commentaries indicate that Barak was considerably younger than Deborah, and he was not quite as strong in his faith as she was. Can you imagine what a scary assignment this would have been for a young man? I mean, here, take 10,000 troops. I'll give you victory. Don't worry that they have 100,000 troops and they have iron tanks. I mean, that would have been a little bit scary for this young man. And how did he respond? He responded by asking her for help. In Judges chapter 4, verse 8, it says, And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I think too often Barak gets a bad rap for asking for a woman's help. I wanna tell you, there is no shame in asking for help. There is never any shame in asking for help. Let's think about what he did. He was aligning himself with someone older, with someone of great faith, with someone with spiritual strength to help him fulfill his God-given assignment in life. We all need that. We absolutely need to be connected with others of faith. Others who are stronger in faith than we are. So think about it today. Are you in barracks shoes? Are you facing a battle like he was? Maybe it's a health battle. Maybe it's a torn apart relationship. Maybe it's a financial battle. Whatever battle you might be facing, find people of faith. Connect yourself with people of faith around you. Or are you, like Barak, facing an assignment that seems overwhelming? Maybe it seems so much bigger than you, seems so daunting. Do not let pride cause you to try to work through it on your own. Do not ignore it and hope it will go away. God will bring confirmation from other sources. But do not... Try to do it on your own. Align yourself with people of faith who can help you. Ask for help. There is no shame in asking for help. What is your current assignment in life? Are you starting a new career? Are you stepping out in new avenues of ministry? Are you raising little ones? Are you launching teenagers into adulthood and trying to help them get established as young adults? Are you caring for aging parents? What is the current assignment before you? Recognize that those things are assignments by God. Those are important. Those are valuable to God. It is okay to ask for help. We need to be drawing from each other's faith, faith, supporting each other, standing with each other. I love the way women in centuries past gathered together to help each other. You know, when a young woman was going to be married, Women would gather together, they would teach her how to cook, teach her how to keep a house, teach her how to be a wife. When a woman was going to have a baby, they would gather together and teach her how to care for that child, how to raise that child. I love that. You see, we need each other. We need to learn from each other. But for some reason, our world has evolved to where we think we have to know how to do everything ourselves. And we allow pride to come in, and we don't want people to know what we're facing, what we're dealing with, what's ahead of us. But we need to be willing to be transparent and let the walls down and align ourselves with other people of great faith just like Barak did. There was no shame, no weakness in his doing that. That was the smartest thing he could have done, to ask for her help. Sometimes we just need to be willing to ask for help. Just this morning, I heard the perfect illustration of this as I talked to a woman here today who this past week received a negative doctor's report. But what did she do? She went to another woman of faith. Together, they looked at scriptures to help build her faith, scriptures that she's going to cling to through this battle she's walking through. She went to another woman of faith, and they're going to stand together. She shared her story with me this morning, so I can stand with them. That's what we do here at Bridge Women. We're for each other. We're supporting each other. We're encouraging each other in our faith. I love that. When she shared that with me, I thought, wow, what a perfect illustration of what we are talking about today. Ladies, we need each other. God doesn't want us to walk through things on our own. He wants us to be able to open up our hearts and our lives to each other. We've got to choose to unite. That's when God will bring victory and blessings into our lives. So that's the perspective Barak was coming from. But now I want us to look at Deborah and see the perspective that she was coming from. Because here's Deborah. She's just going about her business. I mean, she's a judge. She's a prophetess. And she is sitting, if you read Judges 4, it tells you that she is sitting under the palm tree of Deborah. She has a palm tree named after her. (laughs) So here she is. She's the judge. She sits in the hill country, the Israelites come to her when they need wisdom, when they need a decision made in a situation. They need someone to judge. They need to hear from God. And she sits there under her palm tree giving godly wisdom and advice and encouragement to people. Now, you know, I'm not saying that she got a little too cushy and comfortable there, but <laughs> that, was what, that was her assignment, That's what God had called her to do. That was the calling upon her life. And so that's what she was doing. And then Barak says, well, I'll only go if you go with me. Wow. I mean, that kind of could have upset her day. That could have, you know, the thought of getting out from under that palm and going into battle. Like that could have seemed like a real inconvenience. That could have seemed like a huge interruption. But she was willing. She was willing to step into a new situation that required extreme courage. It was quite likely out of her comfort zone to go into battle, to be at the front of the battle scene. But in verse 10 of chapter 4, it tells us that Barak gathered his troops and Deborah went with them into battle. And she was full of encouragement for Barak. She didn't stay back under that palm, yelling encouragement from there. You can do it, Barak! Go on! (laughs) No, she was right there on the front lines with them. And look at what it says in Judges 4 and verse 14. Then Deborah said to Barak, and here they are at this point, they are up on Mount Tabor, and they're just waiting, okay? And she says, Up! For this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Here they are. They are ready. They are positioned. And she is full of encouragement for him. Hasn't the Lord gone out before you? She's reminding him of what the Lord said, that he's already won this battle, that he's going to bring victory for Barak. And she says, the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Think about that. I love that. She didn't say, you wimp, you made me come out here, the Lord's going to deliver him into my hand. You know, not that any of us would ever say anything like that. (laughs) She encouraged him. She built him up. She was there as a strength and a support for him. She came alongside to encourage and to strengthen his faith, but she never, ever tried to take over. She never tried to make it about her. She never put him down. She wasn't even irritated or annoyed at his lack of faith. She just saw this as an opportunity to help this young man grow and experience God's miraculous power. Remember, it was believed that Barak was considerably younger. Deborah, by going into battle, she risked her life to help the next generation fulfill God's call and plan and purpose. Wow. Are you in Deborah's shoes today? Is there someone in your world who needs you to come alongside them? Someone who may not be as strong in faith as you are? Someone who really needs your spiritual encouragement? Have you by chance been getting annoyed with someone who's dragging their heels on God's assignment for their life? Have you been getting irritated by someone who's kind of shaking a bit in their faith? Is there someone who needs your help and you've simply been seeing it as an interruption or an inconvenience? Let's be like Deborah and see it as an opportunity. Let's take these opportunities to come alongside others. In Judges 5, when they're singing their song of praise to God after they see victory in battle, it says that Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. You know, God is calling us to arise as women who will be mothers that come alongside others, that encourage them in their faith, that encourage them in the assignments that God has for them, that encourage them in their purposes, and are willing to walk alongside to see them fulfill those things. We don't need to see those things as inconveniences or interruptions. They could be callings on us just as much as they are on the other person i can firsthand tell you that some of the most fulfilling experiences in my life some of the absolute greatest joys in my life have been when i've come alongside someone else to help them to support them to see them fulfill god's purposes for their life there's incredible fulfillment that comes as a result of just being willing to come alongside you know in proverbs chapter 31 talks about the virtuous woman and and i love proverbs 31 because it really is god's design for us as womankind and throughout the verses it talks about the fact that we are created to add value to others we are created to be women who see potential in others see the god-given potential in others and are willing to draw that out and willing to come alongside to enrich the lives of others and that is exactly what deborah did i love the willingness on both parts on barrack's part to ask for help and on deborah's part to jump in and help and as a result their lives united and God's purposes were accomplished and incredible blessings came as a result I want us to look at the blessings that came as a result of their union first of all Fear was annihilated. Barak's fear was annihilated when he had someone to come alongside him. Are you a little bit afraid of a situation, a circumstance you're facing? Connect yourself with another person of great faith, and it'll wipe away the fear. Be willing to be open and share the situation with someone. It's amazing what happens when things come to light and we open up. God has a way of washing away the fear when we do that. Another thing is that great strength was discovered. Barak had great strength for this battle. Are you in need of strength today? Are you feeling a little weary? Maybe a little weak and wrung out? If you need strength, connect yourself with other women of great faith it is amazing how god will use those connections to just infuse supernatural strength into your life i have experienced in my life when i've been feeling weak and weary but chosen to get together with other women i leave feeling so strengthened and refreshed another thing we see fulfillment of purpose Not only was Barak strengthened and encouraged but he fulfilled God's purposes for him. Victory came just as God said it would, just as God promised. You know, God gave that promise to him through Deborah, but God has given us so many promises through his word. He wants to bring victory into our lives, but they walked into that victory together because they chose to unite their lives together around God's purposes, Do you want to walk more into God's purposes for your life? Do you need to see victory in an area of your life? Unite yourself with another godly woman, with someone stronger in faith, and you will be amazed what will happen. You will see victory from God. You will see his promises fulfilled in your life. There is power when we unite and the victory was not just for them Deborah and Barak were not the only ones that experienced this victory it wasn't just for a few but for all the Israelites who had been horribly oppressed by Jabin and Sisera it says in Judges 5 that they experienced peace after the victory in this battle they stepped into a season of incredible peace for 40 years It's never just about us, so many others will be strengthened and will receive the benefit from it as well. Another blessing that I want us to see, and this is the one I want us to zoom in on this morning because this is so important, I love this, that through their union, And what God did through that and the victory that came about, they left an amazing legacy. First of all, Barak, did you know that this young man who was a little too scared to step out on his own, this young man who asked a woman for help in battle, was named in Hebrews 11, in Faith's Hall of Fame, this chapter in the Bible that lists all these amazing people of faith, he is listed in verse 32 of Hebrews 11. It says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. He left this legacy of faith. He is listed in faith's hall of fame. But where did that extra strength of faith come from it came because he was willing to unite himself with a woman of stronger faith that helped and encouraged that faith within him, that helped him to know he could do it. This legacy that Barak left wasn't just for a few generations and then he was forgotten about. His legacy impacts us today. We're learning from his story today. It's impacting all of us. What a legacy. And then, think about Deborah. What could have seemed like an interruption in her life, what could have been very difficult and scary for her, turned out to be the very thing that marked her life. The thing that she became known for. Here, she's just thinking, okay, I'll go, I'll help you. I'll help this young man. But this became part of god's purpose for her and the very thing that marked her life she became known as the female warrior who rescued her people from the cruel oppressors she became known as a mother in israel willing to fight for her children her reputation her legacy continues on today and impacts all of us i want a legacy that continues don't you But it wasn't just about Barak's legacy. It wasn't just about Deborah's legacy. You see, there were so many others involved. There were opportunities created for others to step up and be part of what God was doing as well. Those 10,000 that came along with them in battle, imagine the stories that they had to tell. Imagine the stories that they told to their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren about seeing God's victory, seeing God supernaturally intervene in a situation that looked impossible. They left that legacy too. God wants us to be women who leave a legacy. Sometimes, it simply happens by asking for help sometimes it simply happens by willing to come alongside someone and help in Judges chapter 5 verse 2 it says that Israel's leaders took charge, Deborah and Barak they took charge and the people gladly followed because of the way they led those 10,000 gladly willingly followed and they left a legacy as well you see when we unite with the body when we unite with others not only will each individual receive blessings from god but others around them will receive god's blessings and future generations will be impacted as well I remember a while back attending a funeral service for a woman. I didn't know her all that well, but there were some family connections. And so we attended this service, and I was so overwhelmed sitting there listening to the stories about this woman's life. And as I turned and looked, the auditorium walls were full of young women lined up around the room to share how this woman had impacted their lives, how she had come alongside them and helped them in times of need, how she had encouraged them and strengthened their faith, how she had come alongside them to help them fulfill God's calling and God's purposes on their lives. And it so struck me. It was such an amazing sight. Though God, that's the life I want to live. I want to live a life that leaves a legacy like that. And I believe that in this place, you are women who want that as well. God wants to do amazing things through us. He wants to fulfill his promises through us. We've just got to be willing to let him. Sometimes it's that willingness to ask for help, and to partner with other women of faith. And sometimes it's the willingness to come alongside another. Amen? I want to pray for you this morning. Father, God, we just thank you for your word, for your word which brings strength and encouragement and wisdom and guidance to our hearts and lives. And Father, I pray that in this place today that we would be women who would truly value unity with other believers. God, that we wouldn't push it aside. We wouldn't be women who would say, no, I've got this. I can do it all on my own. God, I pray that you would help us to let down walls, to open up our hearts and our lives to each other, to look for women of faith and ask them to come alongside us. God, I pray for those in this room who are facing battles. God, I pray that you would give them the courage they need to open up their heart to others and to ask other women of faith to stand with them. God, I pray for those who are facing assignments from you no matter how simple the assignment might seem or how great and daunting it might seem, God, I pray that you would help them to position themselves alongside other women of faith in similar stages of life, in similar situations, women who can encourage them and support them and stand with them. God, help us. To be women who don't try to do it on our own. And God, I pray that you would also help us to be women who are willing to be inconvenienced who are willing to have our lives interrupted to come alongside someone else. God, I pray that if there are people around us that need us to come alongside them, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just bring that to our attention right now. Bring their names, their faces before us, God, and help us to be willing To come alongside them, to encourage them, to support them, to not try to take over and tell them how to do it and and be the boss, but God, to encourage them and point them to you as the boss, as the one who created them for that assignment. God, use us, I pray. Unite our hearts around your purposes like never before, God. Help us to see the opportunities around us to unite and to see your purposes fulfilled, God. I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And God, I just also pray right now for any woman in this place today who has never had a relationship with you, Maybe she came with a friend today. Maybe she knows people who have personal relationship with you. But God, maybe there's women here today who have never experienced that for themselves. God, I just pray for them right now that they would recognize how much you love them and how much you long to have relationship with them. And ladies, maybe that's you in this place today. And as you just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, If that's you and you want to experience a genuine relationship with your Creator, He is longing to experience that with you, to walk every day with you. And all you have to do is ask Him to come and be the Lord of your life. You don't have to do life on your own. He wants to walk out every day in relationship with you. And if that's you, we're going to pray a simple prayer all together where you can simply ask him to come and be the Lord of your life. But before we pray that prayer, maybe you're also here today and you know you've just gotten cold and complacent in your heart. Maybe you've just wandered away from him and you know that you're not living in relationship with him and you want to get back on track in living that daily relationship. Communing with him daily I invite you to pray this prayer with us as well Surrendering your life to him And positioning yourself back In relationship with him Let's all pray this prayer together Heavenly father I thank you that you're my father That you love me That you sent Jesus to die for me So that I can live in relationship with you Every day. And so right now, I surrender to you. I choose to stop trying to do life all on my own. And I ask you, Jesus, to be Lord of my life. Help me to grow in relationship with you. Help me to walk with you every day. From this day forward.